The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello! It's a holiday weekend. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a... (laughs) A, a different sort of Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I was in quarantine. Uh, my wife contracted COVID. Uh, y'all know her as the bio nerd. Uh, she's been on the show several times, of course, before. And uh, well, she came up positive for COVID. Uh, had it for a week already. The symptoms have actually gone away. Uh, she did have her two-shot uh, vaccination, which may have helped uh, you know her recover a little quicker. Uh, I've had three shots because I'm diabetic, and I just tried to avoid her, and I, I ended up with a negative test, but uh, that's I still was quarantined. Uh, so we ended up uh, Thanksgiving alone, just the pair of us. So, but we we still managed to have some some enjoyment, I guess, of the holiday. We, we ate together kind of separately, uh, but we were supposed to have a bunch of family over. We weren't able to do that. But what was funny, it kind of became a pajama day, you know, because we didn't really have anywhere to go or anything to do, and. Uh, uh, like uh, kind of across the street and off to one side is the cousin of somebody I went to high school with. And the person I went to high school with was visiting their cousin for Thanksgiving. And she actually came over to borrow some mustard uh, for some deviled eggs. And my wife and I are in our pajamas. <laughs> so that was fun. And then, of course, my wife is the one answering the door because uh, uh, once she started not having so many symptoms, you know, she was looking at stuff that she shouldn't be contagious about that time. So. But we still kept quarantine, but I was a little nervous about my wife answering the door. Uh, but yeah, so Thanksgiving in quarantine was not really that fun. But today's show is going to be just a bit different. Uh, instead of doing anything that would be normal for us, uh, I received some news about a week ago uh, about a uh, celebrity death that really kind of uh, broke my heart. And so I wanted to dedicate this entire show to Will Ryan, who was a, a guest on the show at, not even a year ago, or, or somewhere around a year ago, we had Will Ryan on with Katie Lee. Uh, many of you might remember Katie Lee. She's been on the show multiple times as voice of Sonny Gummy and Honker Muddlefoot. I mean, lots of different characters that she did, but Will Ryan did a lots of Disney characters and all kinds of animated characters as well, and they wrote books together. Uh, well, at least one major book, Adventures in Oddity, which I have both the audio and uh, two versions of the book where they added an extra chapter, which is what they had come on to the show. And we're going to re-listen to the audio when they came on together over the phone to talk about that show. So I'm, I plan on playing that audio, but I also want to read off some tributes uh, I, I gathered from social media and some various different articles uh, relating to Will Ryan. Uh, so lots of really, really great stuff. But I want to throw at least some sort of normalcy into our show. I meant to have this show out like a week ago, and it didn't quite work out that way. So I do want to go and mention what I've been watching uh, and what I was watching. Uh, the one I want to throw in there is Masters Universe, if I can say it straight, Masters of the Universe Revelation, the second part of that first season came out. And I, of course, binge watched that. I've watched two episodes of the Hawkeye series, which was put out there. The one thing I tried to watch that didn't succeed was 
The Beatles, Get Back, that documentary, uh, it's in three parts. I didn't realize each part was going to be over two hours. I guess it was with Peter Jackson, which is what I should expect. Not to mention the amount of hours of footage they had to go through doing creating this documentary. But I tried to watch the first part and I fell asleep. Uh, this is one thing I've actually been really tired and trying to catch up on my rest over this holiday weekend. You know, I kind of had to squeeze a lot of work in over the last three days, you know, trying to make sure everything was caught up and with all, you know, working in advertising now that I do. It's, uh, you know, getting a lot of those holiday ads in before Black Friday for a lot of the local businesses in St. Joe was, uh, you know, was quite a bit of work going on. So it kept me busy and I was kind of worn out when I get into the weekend and I'm still feeling tired even right now. But I want to get this show out to you because I meant to put this out last week and things just didn't work out. But so this will be this week's show. So instead of doubling down on one week, we just do a normal thing. So uh, what was the other thing I was going to mention watching? Oh, yes. Um, so I get on Voodoo this week. This is another just fun thing, because mentioning that I work in advertising, uh, I was looking for what they had free to watch on Voodoo, just kind of casual looking. I was like, well, I wonder if they have Ernest Saves Christmas, which Ernest Saves Christmas, by the way, is on Disney Plus. I did get a chance to watch it there, but I saw something with Ernest on it and I thought, well, what's this? And it turned out it was a Greatest Hits Volume 1. It was a collection of Ernest commercials, which is how the character of Ernest became famous with doing ads for a lot of different companies like Sprite, Mellow Yellow a lot of local TV stations, you know, just all kinds of different ads that he used to do. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, a guy like me who now makes commercials and I'm looking at this like, hmm, this worked for a good time and this became a popular thing. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I figure it could be a dangerous thing, but I might get ideas of making some ads in that similar style of the old Ernest ads. Who knows? <laughs> as long as I wouldn't get sued by John Cherry who created that whole character. So, but what have I been playing? All right, now I know I've uh, said previously that I'm a, quite the goody-goody when I'm playing a game, and I always go for the goodings. But Skyrim, you know, with a 10-year anniversary, uh, I jumped back in, and I wanted to play some some, some things. And, you know, some of the major storylines in there that I had not tried was going through the Thieves' Guild and the Brotherhood of... Uh, what is the Brotherhood? But they're, they're basically like an Assassin's Guild. <laughs> and I hadn't done those stories, and I had not chosen a side in the big civil war that goes on uh, if you play Skyrim, which uh, if you haven't played it, I recommend you go check it out. It is, it is a lot of fun. It's a 10-year-old game, but it's still, you know, it's fun. Uh, especially, I have learned how to work with my alchemy skills to where I can enchant armor to boost my health into ridiculous levels where I'm pretty much unkillable, uh, boost my magic, my stamina, boost my, uh, through blacksmithing because you can't really on the PS4 really use a magic to make your sword uh, kill everything in one hit, but through smithing and enchanting some stuff for your blacksmithing, you can improve your weapons to make it kill anything in one hit. Uh, so I'm I'm basically unkillable. I can't be stopped. <laughs> you know, I am He-Man. I am Superman. I don't know what you'd call it. So I can kind of do anything that I darn well want. And uh, so I wasn't sure which side of the war I wanted to get on, because you know, at the beginning, the Imperials have arrested you and are about to execute you, and you know, really, for you don't have a crime, it's just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I actually choose the Stormcloaks to help me get out of that uh, being executed. But the Stormcloaks are kind of racist, <laughs> really, and they're being led by a guy who's kind of uh, making a power move, it seems. So it was really kind of hard to decide. Uh, and plus, without the Empire being in control, there's no one to really protect Skyrim from the Dominion, uh, which is this other force, I think, of elves that's uh, been conquering the world of Tamriel. So it's really kind of this tough choice. 
So I hadn't really decided, but then, uh, so I did the Thieves Guild quest and became a Nightingale and all this other different stuff, so yeah, I had to be a thief. But then, I really went from being a hero to an anti-hero, because I had to do, I started doing these Brotherhood quests, which are assassins things, and so basically I'm having to go into things and kill people, and, uh, pay some bounties to some of the towns where I've had to kill people that were targets. I don't know if there was a more subtle way I could have done it. I've even tried killing people behind closed doors, and still for some reason everybody knew something just happened behind closed doors. I don't know what the deal was. So I had to pay a lot of bounties, you know, trying to like, okay, no, just turn your head. All right, let me, you know, yes, I had to kill the person, you know. But in one in particular uh, event, there's a whole thing where you're trying to assassinate the emperor himself which is somebody else who's next in line for the throne wants you to do. Uh, so, and you know, more on that here when I get to the end of this. But uh, at one point in this story, I had to go into this wedding and kill the emperor's cousin as she just, you know, just got married and she's making a speech. And I felt kind of bad to say, because she seemed like a really nice person. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm having to be the bad thing. But I was like, you know what? After this, I'm joining the Imperial Army. So I chose a side based on the fact that I, I uh, killed somebody I really didn't want to. Uh, but it's interesting how it all works out because when you finally get to where you're killing the emperor, he kind of knows you were coming and he seemed really nice, but he says, do me a favor. After you're done with me, go get whoever it was that sent you to do this because I know this is their fault. And so I did. I killed the person who sent me after I got my reward. So <laughs> there is no one in line for the throne. But see, here's here's some of the logic that I've got out of this is along the way, you meet this uh, this widow that her husband was killed by Ulfric Stormcloak, who was leading the rebellion against the Empire. Her husband was killed, leaving her in charge of this major city of the Empire. And a lot of people are kind of favoring her to become the High King of Skyrim. Uh, but of course, she would be under the Empire. Uh, and just, she seems nice and level-headed and everything. It's just trying to do the right thing as best she can. And I would really support her as High King. And my logic is that if, uh, if, I, if the Empire wins the war, which I have won the war for the Empire now, um, plus, you know, that gives me some achievements. But that maybe puts position to have this uh, this widow become the next High King because Ulfric Stormcloak was also preventing that from happening. He wasn't allowing the Jarls to get together to choose a High King. And I'm like, okay, well, now I've set things up for this to happen. So I'm wondering if I can kind of move things along for her to become the new High King. So I don't know. I I think I've just about done everything I want to do on Skyrim, but maybe there's just a little bit more if I can push for that. I don't know. But I've found it to be an intriguing story. So yeah, I actually had a reason to kind of be the bad guy for a little bit. But without further ado, uh, I don't have a movie review because I didn't get a chance to see Encanto because I was in quarantine, but I'll try to watch it this week here. Maybe Philip and I'll go out and uh, Heather doesn't really seem to want to go. So uh, hopefully by next week we'll be able to review that film. Uh, and plus my wife still needs to see the Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I'll have to get her out now that she's feeling better because we'll be coming out of quarantine this week. So anyways, uh, I want to move right into just a big tribute to Will Ryan. And let me just look at some of the the roles that he has had besides, of course, uh, you would know him as being Willie the Giant and Pegley Pete in the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Also Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I uh, get a horse. He was peg leg Pete. There was at one point he even voiced Winnie the Pooh for Family Guy. That's kind of fun. Oh, my goodness. But uh, he's mainly known, I think, as Eugene Milsner in the Adventures and Odyssey radio series. Uh, he was on G.I. Joe. Uh, it was the rock and roll. Let's see. All, all these different lists. Um, I, I'm trying to get all the ones that it made you, you would probably know. Adventures of the Gummy Bears. He was the voice of the ogres. He was also Gad and Zook. You probably know him mainly as being the voice of the ogres with Dookie. Uh, but so many, if you just look him up, Will Ryan, he had so many different characters that he played, and he was so versatile and even popping up. Uh, he was the only other person 
during the 80s at least that or I think might have been the 90s we actually did do uh, for one special he was the voice of Scrooge McDuck even at one point uh, doing just like one special which I can't seem to find the name of it on the list I was looking at all this before but now I can't seem to find everything but oh my goodness just so many different voices that he played the seahorse and the little mermaid uh, Stewie on Rockadoodle uh, he was even, um, the Teddy Ruxpin show. He was a couple of characters on the Teddy Ruxpin for any of you who watched that. There was like a live action and an animated one, apparently. Uh, also the original voice of Petri or Petrie on the land before time. Uh, he's even voiced goofy once on totally many. Um, yeah, Grubby and Louie. That's who he was on Teddy Ruxpin. But yeah, on DuckTales, we've got him listed as Captain Pietro, the Weasels and Clapton Blackheart. The Teen Wolf TV series. He was the voice of Chubbs. Uh, so many different characters that he played, even uh, on the American Tale, an American Tale, Digit, uh, and did some additional voices even on My Little Pony. On Dumbo Circus, the live action, he was Barnaby the Dog. Uh, oh, here's that G.I. Joe listing, Footloose and Rock and Roll. He was both of those voices. He even did a voice of the Wishing Well on the Wuzzles. And uh, let's see here. Also, Welcome to Pooh Corner. He was the voice of both Rabbit and Tigger. Uh, and he was going to end up being the voice of Tigger, which I think he talks about when uh, we have him on the uh, the, the interview that I'm going to replay. Uh, he was going to be the voice of Tigger in the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh before Jim Cummings was given that role after uh, uh, Paul Winchell had left it. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff. But uh, uh, they have a podcast sort of thing that they do mainly on YouTube between Will Ryan and Katie Lee that they were doing for the past year. And uh, that's called... Uh, tell you later and they left a special message uh, from will uh, before he passed away uh talking sharing something i want to share this audio with you it's about three and a half minutes long ladies and gentlemen mr will ryan yes thank you katie i just want to say folks that uh, uh we really appreciate your support over the last year and look forward to it you know in the next year and because we're going to keep doing it, there's that bird. It's, it's, um, uh, <laughs> there are two of them now. Anyway, um, Tell You Later has been an interesting, fun show to do. And a lot of people like it. And we're glad you do. I have to say, I've been off on a secret assignment. And what it is, it's not just doing the essential book of, of, Popcorn Haiku, which is essential, and it's probably the greatest book ever written on that subject. But a reader of the New York Times book review um, likes it and gives it a plus. So, so that's that's very nice. We're happy about that. And uh, but I've been working on several other books actually over the last couple of years. There's that bird and. Um, it's uh, a beep bird, you know. They're kind of rare in these parts. But uh, what I was going to say is I've been working on these books for a couple of years, and I'm speedily trying to finish them up so that uh, they can come out as quickly as possible. And I'm, I'm not sure how long that'll take, but they're about four or five books, believe it or not that I've been working on and um, I think you'll like them they'll be announced one at a time and uh, and they're they're either pretty funny or pretty um, uh, interesting and I'd like to thank you in advance 
if if you latch on to any of the upcoming books as well. And that's about it. I'm I'm going to keep being on the show because we recorded a lot of little things and um, th- that I'm in. Those will go into the next year. And then uh, Katie will continue the show with a lot of our good friends, such as good old Townsend Coleman, who I've known since Cleveland, and our, some of our other friends. Do you want to tell them goodbye? Um, I want to tell them I'll see you when I see you up there. And, um, and I want to say adios, amigos. Every hope and dream I had is gone. And I hardly know just how I'll carry Suddenly it seems that things could never be the way they were before. The only star in my blue heaven isn't shining anymore. The only star in my blue heaven isn't shining anymore. I got to kind of compose myself after that. Um, that is kind of a, a fitful goodbye. And uh, you could tell from, you know, he was a great singer, songwriter. I have some of his albums he did. Uh, they're just great fun. He was quite the humorist and artist. He was just an all around super talented guy and just a sweetheart of a person. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely uh, going to be missed. Which is why I want to do an entire show, uh, a tribute for him, because I collected so much tributes and so many people had such nice things to say and such wonderful things to say. Uh, and it really took me by surprise, but you could tell he was being recorded, you know, I think from a hospital. Uh, he had a short bout with cancer that he did not survive. Then uh, he he, uh, he kept things very private, so, you know, I, he didn't really talk about, you know, the cancer uh, until I guess it was you know time when they had to let us know that he was gone. Um, and I don't know how far he got on these books he talks about there. Uh, but it, it, it's it's kind of like he expected to be able to recover, but also had that, you know, what if I don't? Um, and he, he kind of got his chance to say goodbye. And I appreciate that they put that video together on the Tell You Later uh, Facebook page and shared that with us. Uh, but here's here's some of the posts that they had from the Tell You Later page. And it says, our dear friends, it is with the heaviest heart, I must tell you that our dear friend Will Ryan succumbed to a very short but aggressive battle with cancer today. Will had hoped that he would had would be treatable and that he would be back to recording again with us the next year. We still have taped episodes and segments from prior to his passing. We plan to sprinkle them into the remaining episodes of Season 2, along with several wonderful, silly songs that he wrote. As a matter of fact, Episode 42 was taped just eight weeks ago. As always, we appreciate all the support and love you have provided us, but we know he is here in spirit. As we figure out how to piece together the upcoming episodes, we appreciate your prayers. We love you and hope that you will live life as full as William Tell Wiggle. I, I don't know how to say his middle name. Tell Wiggle. Tell Williger Ryan did. Oh, William Ryan. <laughs> we'll just call him Will. Um, so, yeah. And then I think how I first found out is on a Saturday, I just, you know, popped up on Facebook and saw this from Phil Lawler, who is the creator of Adventures and Odyssey, and says, My AIO friends is with the deepest sadness and sorrow that I must tell you that our dear friend Will Ryan has died. We will be releasing a more formal announcement soon, but for now, please pray for Will's family and friends as we cope with this tragic loss 
and for courage and wisdom for us on AIO as we chart a course through the difficult days ahead. And then from Katie Lee, uh, she says, Hey, I lost one of my best buddies today to cancer. Will Ryan was the most talented person I've ever known in so many ways. Please pray for his wife and family. Do yourself a favor and go and listen to some of his music, read one of his books, or watch some of the movies or TV shows he was in. That's what I'm doing. P.S. He was only 72. Don't believe everything you read on IMDb. Then Chris Anthony lands now, though. That she's also been on the show at one time. Uh, my heart breaks tonight as I share the sad news about my dear friend Will Ryan passing. He's been my friend and co-actor on Adventures in Odyssey for almost 35 years. So many of you heard his voice all over the world. He was a Disney icon. There will never be another Eugene or Guy to play the part with my Madge on Adventures in Odyssey. I love you with all my heart and will miss you. Goodbye, dear friend from your wife, Madge. They have a thing where, you know, the gift of the Magi story, they did the, the gift of Madge and Guy uh, on Adventures in Odyssey once. Uh, that was kind of fun. Uh, then JD Porchlight, uh, well, of course he's Porchlight FM, but I think he's just JD. Uh, he posted up to Facebook, has a really nice one. Says one of the most fun times I've had recording an episode of the podcast, episode one forty six, featured an absolutely delightful conversation with Will Ryan and Katie Lee about Adventures in Odyssey, old time radio, and lots more. So very thankful we had this opportunity. Will, you made a huge impact in the family friendly audio drama space, and you will be greatly missed by generations of AIO fans. In fact, we already miss you. Uh, JD Porchlight FM. You look him up on Facebook. He does have a podcast, which I forgot the name of, which you can listen to that episode. I believe I've gotten to listen to that one. 146. He's a good guy. Uh, there was a post also from Sarah Kaimig. It says, Day 2422. Thankful for all the wonderful memories I have of Will Ryan, both as Eugene Meltzner and as himself. I grew up listening to Will on Adventures in Odyssey and then was blessed enough to get to meet him in 2008 at the 20th anniversary live show. That weekend was amazing, and I had several conversations with Will throughout my time there. We met the other young girl named Sarah, who was blind, and I was with him when they met. He then told everyone all weekend about the two blind Sarahs and introduced me as such. It was hilarious. He had lunch with us fans and talked with my Grandpa John for a while and invited me to the cast party after the recording of the live AIO episode. We talked theology and the King James Version and unicorns. He almost gave me his cowboy hat, but that particular one was quite special to him, though I never got the chance to ask for that story. I then got to speak to him for a few minutes this past year on a Zoom call with Katie Lee and some other AIO fans, and he remembered me from all those years ago. I was honored. He even said hello to Emma Grace. It was so sweet. As Eugene, he broadened my vocabulary, taught me lots of fascinating trivia, and showed me that it's okay to be awkward and different than other people and to just be me. As a child, I prayed for Eugene to come to Jesus, and I still cry every time I hear that episode. Will, you have been a part of my daily life since I was five years old and first heard Odyssey. My daughter will know your voice as well. I just wish she had the opportunity to meet you in person as well. Rest peacefully, kind sir. I pray we will see you again someday. And this is what a lot of these comments were from the Adventures in Odyssey uh, Facebook page, so you're going to hear a lot of mentions of that. Uh, here's one from Carrie Lucille. I was very sad last night to hear the news about Will Ryan. I'm so grateful for everything he gave to this world. Eugene, his music, which I found through the book he and Katie Lee wrote together. I'm also thankful to David Waskowski, who randomly invited me to this group without even knowing how much I love AIO. I'm so glad we have this group to talk about everything AIO. Prayers to all the family and friends of Will Ryan. I'm sure he's got lots. Jim Elliott says, prayers for Phil Aller and Katie Lee. No one ever gets used to an empty seat. Thank you for the work that you guys do. Will Ryan and his many characters will be missed. 
I really do feel that God used all of you and others to push me towards Christ. When I was in the sixth grade, before I even became a believer, I had a copy of album 25, Darkness Before Dawn. I have a copy of that album myself. Uh, I would listen to it extensively, specifically episode The Time Has Come. Eugene's own storyline about becoming a Christian put a lot of positive pressures on me to decide what Christ means to me. I know I am but one of the many, but Will Ryan and the rest, you greatly impacted my life when I did not always have good influences around. Thank you. Uh, now, there was an article on Deadline. I'm going to jump over and uh, look at some of what they said there. But uh, they were they were talking about being uh, the, the his passing away on Deadline was confirmed by his celebworks a- agent, uh, Neri Lemus. But it says, Will Ryan, the veteran voice actor known for breathing life into such Disney characters as Willie the Giant and Peggy Pete, who also once served as the president of International Animation Organization, ASIFA, died on Friday afternoon following a short battle with the cancer. He was 72. Ryan was born on May 21st, 1949, and embarked on his voice acting career in the 1980s, finding a breakthrough role as the Pteranodon Petrie from Universal's animated classic The Land Before Time. He'd go on to amass more than 100 screen credits in his nearly four-decade career, having nominations from the Annie Awards and the WGA Awards and winning a Behind the Voice Actor Award. Ryan was also nominated for an Emmy in the 1998 as producer of Outstanding Children's Program contender The Wobulous World of Dr. Seuss from Nickelodeon, and the Jim Henson Company. Uh, this goes on to mention a lot of his different work through uh, with Disney, uh, with uh, Don Bluth, and uh, there's a lot of things to read over there, and I, maybe I'll even put the link over on the, our website over here to Deadline. Uh, I collected a lot of different nice articles, but I don't have time to read the whole thing. Uh, here is something nice from Tracy Cole. It says, I was very shocked when I heard the news about Will Ryan. I didn't know how to react for a few minutes. I was speechless. I'm still at a loss of words about this, but I will try and say something. As a lifelong Adventures and Odyssey fan, I guess she meant to say, I have to say that Will Ryan was one of the most talented people that I had ever heard. The many characters and voices he did on the show was outstanding. To me, he will always be Eugene Meltzner. My thoughts and prayers go out to his friends, his family, and his fans as well. It's going to be very difficult to not hear him on the show in the upcoming years. But I am comforted by the fact that he is in a much better place now with his and our Savior. And that one day we will see and hear him again. But until then, all I can say is farewell, my friend, and thank you for all you did while on this earth. Rose Beasley says, and uh, she runs, I think, one of these sites. I think she's an admin for one of these. But she said, here I am still awake at 5 a.m. because I can't stop thinking about the loss of Will Ryan. As someone who struggles with anxiety, Odyssey helped me get through some of the worst times in my life and has been a constant when everything else in my life wasn't. And a friend when I didn't have any. To some, I might seem oddly obsessed with this show, but it has touched my life in ways I cannot fully express. I always cry at the scene where all Eugene wants to do is say goodbye to Whit before he leaves Odyssey, but this time I cried a little harder. Thank you for being such a bright light in this world. Oh, I've heard that episode. That is a good one. Uh, and the, uh, here's uh, one final bit here from uh, Garrett Thomas. It says, I was five when Adventures in Odyssey came out. I grew up listening to Adventures every Saturday morning. Eugene, a.k.a. Will Ryan, spoke many lifelong and valuable lessons to me and my family growing up, and I'm so happy to share his legacy and that of Adventures in Odyssey with my children. My heart is heavy for the Ryan family, but I am so excited to see him in heaven. Uh, and one thing I just... I don't mean to get pre- preachy on this particular show, but, uh, I mean, having been through some funerals, I mean, my uncle, I even just passed away from COVID. I uh, even had uh, a friend of mine from church who just passed away recently. Uh, had a heart attack. Uh, it's just a few years, a few, a few years older than me, but um, 
those of you that know, I'm like us as, as Christians, we, we, we go into funerals and we have a hope of seeing people again. Uh, we really do. And we cling to our faith and knowing that these other people had faith in Jesus and in Christ. Uh, we have that hope that we're going to see them again. We're going to miss them, certainly, but we don't cry for them. We know that they're better off. And it's it's only sad for us because we've, you know, they're not here with us anymore. So we miss them. Uh, but we can we can truly celebrate their life uh, and having known them. Uh, so if, you know, if, if you're not able to come from that perspective uh, into a funeral and everything, you know what, shoot me an email. Uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd talk to you about it. Uh, it's not really what this show is about, but uh, it's kind of an important thing. Um, well, here's something actually, uh, the Adventures in Odyssey website had, and uh, it's a great picture of him wearing his cowboy hat, uh, and kind of giving a tip. Uh, he, part of what his music was, he, uh, he did Western and cowboy music, and he was very specific that he differentiated that from being country music. It wasn't country music. It was Western music. It was, it was cowboys and, uh, and humor and just lighthearted fun. Uh, that he he released and like I said I have I have a Christmas album actually I'm gonna have to break out my Christmas stuff here I got a few of his albums uh, but with it was just with with good humor and he always had a hat on I don't, uh, he was probably lost his hair or something I don't know but he always had a hat I never saw him without it uh, but they wrote up a very nice article uh, it's not too long so I think I can read the whole thing to you uh, and this is dated November nineteenth today we learned that our dear friend Will Ryan passed away after a short illness. Will acted on the Adventures in Odyssey audio program since 1987. He played more than 150 characters across more than 400 episodes, but was most well-known as the lovable genius Eugene Meltzner. Will was 72 years old. Originally from Cleveland, Ohio, Will became involved in many aspects of the entertainment industry in California, especially voice acting, where he's known as Petrie from The Land Before Time, Willie the Giant and Mickey's Christmas Carol, and Rabbit and several Winnie the Pooh cartoons. Throughout his 35-year involvement with Adventures in Odyssey, Will worked with other voice actor friends such as Hal Smith, the original voice of Wit. Also, Hal Smith was Owl in the Winnie the Pooh, uh, the original Winnie the Pooh uh, short films. Uh, Walker Edmiston was the voice of Tom Riley and Bart Rathbone. Uh, I think we've talked about him on the show with all the different things he did perhaps a long time ago. Dave Madden, voice of Bernard Walton. You might know him from being... Um, part of the Partridge family uh, cast. He was their manager. And Katie Lee, who continues to voice Connie Kendall. And of course, Katie Lee, we've had on the show many times. Uh, Will's Odyssey career began with the second episode where he played Bill Moorhead in those early days. He also voiced Guy in Gifts for Madge and Guy, Marco DiBiase in Camp Wadenut, and police officer David Harley, whose hilarious antics proved to be a little much for law enforcement. But Will's most memorable and lasting role was the character of Eugene Meltzner. Will's performance was so nuanced and endearing that the character quickly became a listener favorite. Many aspects of Eugene's characters were inspired by Will himself, from his insistence on precise language to his quirky interest in his incredible music talent on the ukulele. Fans connected to Eugene and to Will in a very special way. In fact, Focus has received multiple letters over the years from listeners who decided to become Christians upon hearing Eugene's salvation story. Longtime writer-director Paul McCusker says, The loss of Will Ryan leaves a great void for all who knew him as a friend and as an artist. It was always a joy to be with, and he was dedicated to wholeheartedly to the people and work he loved, investing so much of himself in everything he did. I can hardly express the deep sadness I feel. It's hard to imagine a world without him. Former executive producer Chuck Bolte adds, I'll never forget Will's first interpretation of the character of Eugene. It was masterful and perfect which is what he produced with every character he created. Will was an amazing talent and a consistent joy to work with. There are not words that can express how much he will be missed. 
Odyssey co-creator, writer, director Phil Lawler says, almost from the moment we'll join the Odyssey cast, we became close friends. But we worked on multiple projects outside of Odyssey as well, and Will always brought his A-game, professionalism, and monumental talent to each one. The magnitude of his loss is incalculable. To Adventures in Odyssey, yes, but to me, personally, even more. I owe him so much, and I will forever treasure every moment we spent together creating, writing, singing, laughing, and just talking. My life is immensely richer for having known him, and will not be the same without him. And current executive producer Dave Arnold sums it up by saying, When actor Mel Blank died, a poster of Bugs Bunny and many of the characters he voiced stood behind a microphone. The poster was captioned, Speechless. If a poster was created for Will, Eugene Meltzner would be standing at the mic, surrounded by all of us who knew him. That caption would be, Abmutsent. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. <laughs> I cannot fully state how much Will has impacted the world of Odyssey for those of us who had the privilege of knowing him. Godspeed, my friend. I tip my fedora to you. Internal discussions about the future of the character of Eugene Melsner ongoing. The team isn't prepared to make any announcements currently. The official Adventures in Odyssey podcast will feature a tribute to Will next year. Will recorded a number of new episodes before his passing that will release throughout 2022. And of course, he will be heard on Adventures in Odyssey re-airs, broadcast streams, and shows for decades to come. Now, I just want to end the show with the recording I did when I spoke with both him and Katie Lee. And I even started the recording just as soon as I got Will on the line. And I'm kind of glad I did because uh, he, he had some fun with me. And he even asked me some questions about uh, the Laughogram studio here in Kansas City, which, uh, well, I was, I was, I even sent him emails like, you know, if you ever get a chance to come to Kansas City to come and see the Laughogram studios, just let me know. I would gladly show it to you. But then, of course, uh, as you probably know, the Laughogram studio had a car smash into it. I don't know what condition it's in right now. Uh, but it really it wrecked the laughogram, and so boy, they need some money at the Thank You Walt Disney Award or to rebuild that, by the way. Uh, but I want to go ahead and get our usual thank yous out of the way, of course, which we like to thank Ricky Pope of the uh, Christian Nerds Unite podcast. Uh, I need to find the right thing where I've got my listing of all my thank yous. Uh, Karen Kennedy and also Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show. They helped us out, of course, with the opening and some other of our bumpers. Remind you, of course, to visit us on Twitter and Facebook at Neverland PCast on Twitter and Neverland Podcast on Facebook. We have a group and a uh, regular page. I have a voicemail line, 816-226-6492, which, by the way, I have some voicemails, which I need to play. Uh, also remind you to donate through our Patreon at, at Neverland Podcast. And if you go and visit our website, don't forget, NeverlandPodcast.com, you will find a, li a link right there if you click on the image for my podcast reviews. If you happen to be a podcaster and you need to be able to see what your reviews are from all around the world, they're all collected nicely uh, on a, my podcast reviews for a very reasonable fee. Now, I do have uh, at least one voicemail I want to play. Uh, so let me pull this up real fast. It would do a great disservice to Will Ryan to reduce it to just Eugene Meltzer. You could write a book about his achievements in music and comedy and animation without ever mentioning Adventures in Odyssey. But even on the show, outside of Eugene, and outside of Harlow Doyle and David Harley, um, you know, there is... He plays Marco the Chef in Camp What a Night. He plays Mustafa in A Name Not a Number. Right, he plays Thomas Jefferson in Fast as I Can, hundred, literally hundreds of others. But Eugene Meltzner means so much to me. Just like as a young Christian nerd growing up in the 1990s, 
on paper, Eugene should be a joke, right? He should be just a stock stereotype nerd character who uses big words and doesn't understand social interactions and sputters because he's annoyed when people disagree with him. And somehow Will Ryan took all of that and made it sing, right? With Will Ryan's sympathetic, soulful performance, Eugene doesn't get to become a romantic comedy lead, right? Uh, in his storyline with Katrina. Eventually they got married. They have a foster son, but Eugene's a, a devoted husband and father now? And he still uses big words and sputters when Tommy disagrees with him and all this. The core of the character is still there. But he's grown so much, and I know that that's partially due to the writing, but I don't think it lands the same way without Will Ryan's amazing performance. I don't know that they even take the character in that direction if they don't think Will Ryan can handle it. My name is Anthony Strand. I've been listening to Adventures in Odyssey for 30 years, and I'm going to miss Will Ryan so much. He's a hero. Eugene Meltzner is one of my favorite fictional characters. Goodbye, Will Ryan, and God bless. So once again, uh, you can, of course, send me a voicemail if you'd like to say anything about Will Ryan or the show, or you know, you want to share something with me, uh, you can, of course, voicemail uh, with the number I just read off. I'm not looking at it right now. Uh, or, of course, send us an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. And uh, I was uh, going to hopefully maybe get something from Tim Nidell. He wanted to be able to share something, but I didn't get a chance to uh, get anything from him. You know, it was a holiday weekend, so it made it kind of a challenge. Uh, but he did... Uh, share some thoughts a little bit on Facebook of how, when he got to beat him and how sweet of a guy Will Ryan was. And uh, so, yeah, he basically, he, did, he shared at least that with me that uh, all how nice it was to get a chance to meet him. Uh, but that's all I got to be able to share. But uh, anyways, I now want to just close this out by, you know, for the next half hour to share the audio of when I got a chance to find, you know, the only time I ever got to speak with Will Ryan was with Katie Lee. And I was just interviewing Katie Lee about the book and she completely surprised me. She says, Oh, Hey, Will's going to come on. And oh, that was fantastic because Will really didn't do a whole lot until it's like the second round of the book. He started popping up on some different podcasts because he kept it kind of private. I think she was encouraging because they wanted to start doing a show together and uh, got him to open up a little bit more. But I never got a chance to actually meet him in person. I uh, really wish I had. But anyways, here we go. Here's the audio uh, with Katie Lee and Will Ryan. Hey, great. So, we'll meet Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. Great. This is pretty exciting. I've never spoken to you before, so I'm like, yay! <laughs> I, I told him right. hardly anybody ever speaks to you, so he's really lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're doing this on Skype, is that correct? Yep, <laughs> and you get to do it right over the phone. <clears throat> oh, oh, good. So, so I'm not on camera? No. Right. Oh, great. Oh, that's easier. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) I could turn all these lights off now. Oh, I thought you... I told you it was audio. Oh, okay. So are we on right now? Yeah. Uh, Yes, and I've went ahead and started audio so we can get rolling because I know your time is limited. Great. The first question I have is, how do you pronounce the name of the state that you're in? Missouri. You say with an E sound at the end. Yes, because there's an I at the end, and it's not an A. So <laughs> I agree with that. But but are there people in Missouri who say Missouri? Yes. Okay, that's what has confused me. Okay. Yeah. And are they generally uh, out in the rural area, or just uh, missile? You know, is it a regional thing, or or what is it? 
I have no idea. I, I've never figured it out because I live around Kansas City and we got people say Missouri around here. So I don't know. Wow. My next question, did they in fact tear down the old uh, uh, building that uh, Ub and Walt and everybody used to work in? Uh, uh, Laugh-a-gram the Laughagram? Yeah. The Laugh-a-gram, it is well, they, there's a group called Thank You Walt Disney that's supposed to be rebuilding it. Uh, oh, they oh. have they have not been moving along as fast as I think they could be. Uh-huh, uh, but they actually tore it down? No, it's it's there. Oh, uh, they, well, they put a new roof on it. if you want to talk to Jeremy, you can talk to him another time. This is our half hour for him to ask us questions. Oh, okay, well, we can but, answer questions, too, but I think this is of interest to uh, the audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, most of my audience already knows a lot of this. They already know this, okay. (laughs) But that's okay. Well, I've only been your your audience a couple of times. I was at the uh, Marceline Parade once, thanks to you. (laughs) Oh, you were? Sure. For Toon Fest? Uh, Yeah, yeah, but I was just, uh, I I saw it on on, um, YouTube. Oh, okay, so you haven't actually gotten to come out to Marceline to be a part of it. No, no. I think Glenn Keane has. He means has. he got to watch what you put up there. Yeah, uh, exactly. I seriously yeah. enjoyed it right. for your effort. And, and, you know, Walt used to have parades all the time in, in those early black and whites, uh, partly because you could repeat footage, you know, and, right. and partly I think a lot of people did that. But it was fun to see a real parade, <laughs> you know, in, in his real uh, kind of hometown in a way. Yeah, and it's fun to watch in a small town because the parade marches down one side, one way, then turns around and comes back, and so you see the other side. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah. It surprised me the first time I went to it. I was like, "What are they doing? They're coming back." <laughs> Katie, have you ever been in a parade? Have I been in one? Yeah. I maybe, hmm. but I did find a picture of myself as a little girl at the Hollywood parade when I was like. Three, wow. watching it and Me. not in it. We have a parade every. You were uh, three. You were three. You mean like Huey, Dewey, and Louie? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify. You know, no, I, I butter clarify. I, I don't know if I, if I, I don't think I ever was because I think I would remember being tired. Wow. Yeah. I was in the Duda parade once. Oh, you were. Yes. Oh no, twice actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> which is a crazy Pasadena parade we have. It's it's the uh, alternate version of the uh, Rose Parade. But I digress. Hey, we're supposed to be answering questions. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely using some of this audio. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, full of it. I mean, full of good stuff. <laughs> you could quote Katie on that. <laughs> Okay, well, so all of my Neverlanders, basically what's going on here, I couldn't think of a better way, really, to kick off the first episode of our eighth season to actually have a returning guest, guest Katie Lee, my very first guest I ever had on the show, which is actually a funny story. Yes, you were my very first guest. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. We just kind of went through your IMD page, IMDB, and then uh, the, the program I was using to make the recording corrupted the file. And you were actually nice enough to come back on late on a Saturday. I think your husband was playing with his kids' tribute band at a hockey game that night. And so I stayed to play. <laughs> and we re-recorded the entire show, acting like we hadn't just had a conversation the night before. <laughs> My goodness, and it's been eight years? Yeah, well, I'm starting the eighth year. We've It's been seven years. Wow. So we're starting the eighth year now. That's 
So I, I heard you say that we're icking off. Now, did you say ticking or kicking? I wasn't quite sure on that. There's a bad connection here. <laughs> kicking. Well, we're kicking off. Kicking. Oh, kicking. oh, good. Oh, good. That's better. Kicking. And for those who don't recognize this other voice, this is the first time we've ever gotten to talk to the great Will Ryan, who's actor, musician, and just all around hilarious guy. <laughs> well, Jeremy, thank you for saying that. I'm not so sure that I'm great, but some of my voices are like Willie the Giant. He's literally a great person, being very I was, tall. I was actually <laughs> just watching Mickey's Christmas Carol just today because you are you're two characters in there. At least uh, two, yes. <laughs> at least two. Two probably. <laughs> I've already even told Katie one time before that as much as I love Jim Cummings' version of Pete, I love yours better because you remind me of the classic Pete. Yes, when they want that, then they come to me. For example, uh, what was it called? Get a, get a horse. horse. Yeah, get a yes. horse. Yes, it had to match Pete. <laughs> so, yeah. and and they actually they pulled some of my before they called me in. They already pulled some of my stuff from earlier things, including some laughs from. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, I think. You know, <laughs> you're but, a uh, legend. And yeah. he's, he's not just an actor and a musician. He's a songwriter. He writes scripts. He's an artist. He draws cartoons. And I've taken complete advantage of him for our, our book. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. We got the cheapest artist around. Me. Yay! But the best. <laughs> well, at least and cheap best. one working on my own books. Yeah, or Katie on my right. own books. <laughs> well, you know, when you need to take a trip to Eagle Dip, you know, you got to take a little right. with you. <laughs> all aboard. <laughs> yes, all aboard, which is still one of the best parts. Uh, so basically what I'm talking about, for anyone who doesn't know, you'll have to rewind. I don't remember what episode it was, but Katie was on before to tell us about Adventures in Oddity, which was a book that you two wrote together. In script form, really, uh, and which, as fun as that book was, I remember getting the book, but then you released that audio book, and the audio book was a laugh riot. I actually just listened to it again this week while while driving for some of my work, and I was I was disappointed when I reached the end of it because it is so much fun to listen well, to the we two of you. Good news for you! Woohoo! Because That's true. we have added fifty eight more pages. Now it's called. Adventures in Oddity with the bonus edition, and all the bonus chapters have been added audio on Bandcamp. Five years later. Five years later. <laughs> so, so if anybody has the first version like you, they can just get the second part, the bonus edition, separately. Or if no one's ever heard it, they can get the whole thing uh, put together. So, and we should explain the title is a takeoff on, on Adventures in Odyssey, which is a radio show. Uh, a, a weekly radio series that Katie and I have been on. We're now in our 34th year of this, and we've worked with all kinds of wonderful actors over the years, and it's a professional show done out of Los Angeles. Or, or voices are recorded in L.A., and uh, post-production is done around the world. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, but it's a, it's a faith-based show, and if some people don't know, so the name is a takeoff on that, but really we're the odd fellows who work on the show, and the oddities are frankly, our book, but here's one oddity tidbit, is the cover of the book uh, was taken, the picture was taken, Will and I have been, gosh, working together almost 40 years before Odyssey, and he posed with me for a commercial headshot thing, composite photos, and 
turns out the the picture looks so much like the characters we've been playing for 34 <laughs> years now. Yeah. And I, when I found it about 10 years ago, this, this is a crazy story. I said, well, look at this picture. We look like Connie and Eugene from Adventures in Odyssey. This is crazy. And I said, we should send it to focus on the family. And he said, no, we'll save it for our book. And I said, what book? And then we wrote a book to go with the cover <laughs> that we already had. So I, that was that was one that was the main oddity that uh, prompted our our writing, and it's, it's it is the rest of it is also in uh, for and, and if you listen to the I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it by the way uh, as Will says it has more music than the book so there's mm-hmm. definitely that <laughs> yeah. right that you can hear anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I almost got myself into trouble because I had I had stopped at an Arby's on my way down to Springfield, uh, and I was singing to myself all aboard for Eagle Dip because I had just heard it as I had stopped my car. And I walk into Arby's, going into the restroom, singing, and I'm like, okay, they're gonna look at me funny. It is so Pretty. catchy though. Catchy tune, I know. Yeah. Yay! Actually, Katie, we should actually record that with the band and everything. I've got a band, and, and uh, I'm explaining this. Uh, so we should we should actually do that. He has a band, it's, and he's, he's Will Ryan and the Cactus County Cowboys. And actually, if anybody is really interested in that book, they can go to my website, katielee.com, and we're having a special until December 10th. And if they order autographed copy of Adventures in Oddity, the bonus edition, they also get, along with it, one of Will's uh, Cactus County CDs. And, That's true. Yeah. And, uh, usually yeah. You, you get the one we're performing, but... I don't know. I don't know what it's like over where you are in Missouri, but but out here there's a, an international pandemic going on, so we aren't yeah. actually performing anymore, and we had oh, to cancel no. a lot of things, and and here we are. So this yeah. is currently the only way you could get to our records, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's super fun. One's for people hearing album. this after December tenth, twenty twenty, I think uh, the the book is on Amazon, right? Yeah, well, they can still get autographed copies from my website. You're right, because oh, our special good. is ending on the 10th, so that's not good for these listeners, is it? But they can, yeah, that's still, true. if they're interested, get it on the site. And I don't know, we're going to make your CDs available somehow, because people need... Are they available anywhere, Will? Um, I, not that I know of, no. Okay, so unless you know my address, they're not available <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, I'm trying to remember how, because I've got one of them. I got the Ride in the Hollywood Trail, which is uh, the Cactus County with the Saguaro. I never know how to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I th- the, the G. I think is I got silent. that on CD, baby. It's like Wacomole is actually pronounced, uh, the G is pronounced as a W. So, oh, okay. Saguaro Sisters. It's spelled with a G, but pronounced with a W. Saguaro. Saguaro trees that we have. So you got it on CD, baby. Are your other ones available on CD, baby? What? There, there are two or three that were, but I don't think they are anymore. I, I think that CD, baby, no longer deals with physical material. Oh, um, yeah, I think that's what somebody told me. I, I, I don't pay attention to that stuff that much as much as he's I too should. busy writing. He's so prolific. <laughs> he just keeps cranking stuff out and doesn't even know what. He just, he just well, wait. I used the to be trail prolific. behind him of stuff. But I, I was prolific, but due to a typographical error, I'm now prophilic, oh. and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, there you go. I but think yeah. it, I think it means I'm I'm for love. Because uh, Phil, uh, P 
P-H-I-L. Brotherly love. With a P-H, though. You have to spell it differently. These are the kinds of discussions that... uh, if <laughs> that we entertain ourselves with. Yes, <laughs> and, and eventually we'll be entertaining other people with. Uh, we're hoping. Yeah, to we're thinking of doing a podcast. You've been doing yours for eight years. How? Mm-hmm. Well, up, up, how, to, up to eight. Or yes, uh, that's yeah, right. Just uh, starting the eighth. the eighth. Like we're starting yeah. our thirty-fourth year, and something people might remember called radio. Yes. Known as the wireless <laughs> in other parts of the English-speaking world. Um, yeah. So. So what was that like when you started, and, and what is it like now seeing other people? You, you must have seen so many podcasts come and go in eight years. Yeah. Uh, well, heck, I wasn't even in on the first wave. Uh, I picked up on it later. I mean, I, I kind of got into it because when I was a kid, I used to record myself on cassette tapes, uh-huh. and I'd make little shows for myself, and then I discovered podcasts. I'm like, oh my goodness, I could actually make a show that other people could enjoy, and the main thing I've seen happen is, you know, because I learned about what we call pod fade, and that's somebody who kind of gets into it, and then they don't have enough to- enough of a topic to where they can talk about it all the time, and right. they just kind of fade out. Uh, and then, of course, you, we have the old expression, the best thing about podcasting is that anyone can start a podcast. The worst thing about podcasting is that <laughs> anyone, anyone can start a podcast. And that would include you and me, Will. <laughs> that's right. You two would be fun, though, because you're, especially listening back to the audio of Adventures in Oddity, you two are like a classic-style vaudeville comedy team. That's what my husband said. The exact <laughs> same thing. And I thought he was just referring to my, my taste in clothes. But... No, not at all. But, no, it's true, and we can talk about anything. That's why our podcast, well, we'll have to tell you later. Do you have questions? No, that's, that, that's actually what we want to call our show, Tell You Later, because we get a little sidetracked and we can talk about just about anything. So yeah, if, if we don't finish, we'll tell you later. <laughs> hey, that should be our motto. If we don't finish, we'll tell you later. There you go. Now I've just come up with the motto. There you go. All right. Because right. what's a motto? What's a motto with you? Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> As opposed to what's a motto you, which is where Bullwinkle went to school. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness! But well, we could talk about working with Bill Scott, for example. I was just going to say that that's that's one of the things. You know, Will and I have worked with so many amazing people, and ever since the very beginning of our friendship, we've always just really looked each other in the eye and said, "Someday we're going to be those people, and we're going to be able to share the stories of what we've witnessed over the past." you know, as we get older and all the wonderful people that we've worked with. And one of our first cartoons we did together, well, it probably was, might have been the first series we did together was you with know, uh, no, Bill Scott and June Foray. I think we'd yeah. already been doing Dumbo Circus at that point. Yeah, but that's not a cartoon. See, I oh, said right, cartoon. Right. I said cartoon. Ah, good point. Yeah. Right, but we did I should pay attention. Dumbo's, we, <laughs> that's the problem. Anyway. Oh, what? Yeah. Did Hello. Week somewhere? <laughs> oh, Katie, that was you. Hello. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was trying to oil. remember, because I remember, Will, that you were rabbit on Welcome to Pooh Corner, but yeah, Katie, I guess you didn't get to do anything on Pooh Corner. You didn't come no. along and tell a Dumbo Circus. I came on Dumbo Circus, and Will worked on Dumbo Circus as well. He was Barnaby the dog. He also wrote scripts and songs, um, and occasionally I would get to sing, because I'm not a great singer. Katie, you, you probably sang at least 10 of my, 15 of my songs or something. I have, I actually have a cassette. I have 
on MP3, your songs from Dumbo Circus that I asked you to make, because I love those songs. And Walker Edmondson was on Dumbo Circus, and he sang a few of the songs. And Jim Cummings, that was his very first show. So we worked yeah. with oh, him wow. on his first series. Uh-huh. I actually have kind of a funny Jim Cummings story, uh, the time that I almost got to meet him but didn't. Uh, Mm. So here at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, uh, I usually hold a panel at the convention, and we had brought in an artist named Adrian Ropp. He worked on Disney Infinity. He did the storyboarding. Uh, He's even... He's working on a top secret project I can't talk about, but he's done a lot of great art. But we had oh, him in to talk to him. Oh, that top secret project. We know that one. We know the one. <laughs> <laughs> but we had me and my co-host, they flew in from Arizona, and we were set up to do a panel with him. And they scheduled our panel, forgetting that I'm a you know, primarily Disney show, so I try to get those Disney fans in. But they put our panel to run at the exact same time that Jim Cummings was doing oh. a big panel in the main room. So all the Disney people went in there to go hear Jim while we did our panel to a empty room. Well, well maybe Jim never had over in the corner. Mind you. Wow. <laughs> oh, and man. We could hear people laughing and enjoying Jim Cummings through the wall behind us. I'm like, yeah, if I wasn't in here on my own panel, I'd be in there, too, though. <laughs> He's quite a funny guy, too. So we had so much fun. It was it, He was still even kind of working at a video store, I think, when he was working on Dumbo Circus. And it wow. was... Uh, and he still lived down in Orange County or something. Or, no, I think East. Um, oh. anyway, anyway, yeah, somewhere. And, and then the rest is history. He just skyrocketed and... You know, now we eat his dust, but no, but we still love him. Yeah, he's a and, he's a good guy. And I do at some point at some I do need to get him on the show, but right now I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate back because uh, Jess Hartnell actually came into town uh, at a convention. I got a chance to talk to him a little bit, but I haven't figured out how I can get arrangements to get him on the show, especially now that Animaniacs is back. Oh, I want to get Jess yeah. on because I've talked to. I, I, at least some of the major players from Odyssey, because I, we've gotten to talk to Townsend a couple of times. In fact, I had you and uh, and Townsend on at the same time after, um, I think, when somebody had passed away. And it was a, it's such a funny show, because when you listen, I just kind of kick back and fade out, because you two interact so well. It was just like, I'll just let you two talk. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have too much problem when you have voice actors. You just push the button and we go. <laughs> exactly. Are you implying so we're verbose? Verbose? Well, I went to the doctor recently and had my physical, and I'm only three pounds verbose. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's a relief. Well, if you need a few extra pounds, I'm supposed to shed about another uh, 70 of them. Whoa. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I will gladly give them away. <laughs> it's a little bit hard. Everybody's being very very kind and saying, well, it's the COVID. Everybody's gaining weight. So we all have this. If you're under doctor's orders to lose 70, I I guess. My sister told me a a good trick for losing weight. She said, it's all up to you. You're the person who puts the food in your mouth. Wow. (laughs) That's true. That's so simple. She's right. And it was so amazing. So I've ever heard you agree with your sister. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm probably not helping myself because my my what i'm calling my covid job because i was working in radio until in march uh they wiped out a bunch of us so i started working doing 
So oh. I started working, uh, doing photography, like the school portraits. And so I get to haul around the equipment and set up the equipment. So I'm kind of getting my exercise because lugging around this heavy equipment. But uh, photography season is ending actually at the end of this week. And I'm going to go back to my radio job. So I get to it's, I'm working through a small town. So I'm getting to do news, weather and obituaries. <laughs> oh, oh sitting around in a, in a radio studio. You don't get much exercise. That's true. You know, let's say, well, and that's like us working from home, you know, with I'm in my booth right now. And, and most of my work is done from home. So there's not a big commute here. Yeah. You know, at least you're going to the radio station. <laughs> but Tonight I could I somehow to... tie in lugging photography equipment with Neverland. And I'll do it this way. <clears throat> Lewis Carroll was a photographer, and he really had to lug around a lot of equipment. In fact, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because you'd, you'd be on location and you'd make the shot, then you'd have to put a lot of chemicals on the plate to preserve it immediately, you know? So you had to lug all of that stuff around. And, of course, um, he wrote Alice in Wonderland, and um, Katie, uh, 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 Catherine Beaumont, Kathy Beaumont, uh, played uh, Wendy, uh, or played um, Alice, Alice, yep. but then she played Wendy in exactly. Disney's Peter Pan. So there we and go. So you see, the whole it's the circle of life. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> yeah. Now we ought to just right. attach Kevin Bacon somewhere into that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I and you know she used to have bacon for breakfast. I know I did this morning actually. So you see, it's, and that is how, and that is how we think. And that is how we enjoy life. Katie, are you related to Kevin Bacon in any way? Probably. Yeah. You know, he did that Balto movie, right? So, yes. do you know my friend David Cohen? He wrote no. it. Uh-uh. Okay, and 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 Roger S. H. Shulman. No. Uh, so, so I guess I'm, you know, is that two steps away from Kevin Bacon? But let me tell you what, Jeremy. Will knows so many people. It's mind-boggling. He even knows the Sherman Brothers. Ooh. <laughs> I knew them before I moved out of here. Or at least uh, Bob, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I didn't so know he's him. He's got but, a but lot he... to talk about. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially if, if you ever write a song with, uh, oh, because, yeah, not Bobby Sherman that's still alive, but the other one that's still alive. Wow, Richard Sherman. If you ever wrote a song with him, no, but, i got to hear uh, it. We <laughs> talked about it about 30 years ago. And um, and I was thinking we should talk about that again, and yeah. Well, you better give him a call, Will. But Bob, uh, but Dick's first writing partner, um, and they wrote probably thirty or forty songs together, and uh, you'll be surprised, Katie, to know who it was. Oh, I will. Yeah, his can... childhood best friend, Milt Larson. Oh, yes, you, you mentioned that the other day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Founder of the Magic Castle, and I have to be on a Magic Castle Zoom call uh, fairly soon, which is why I'm here for You're bringing that up because he likes to watch magic on Zoom, but don't you feel like you're like they could trick you more on Zoom? Um, <laughs> Sure, of course. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not the same as being in person unless they read your mind. Do they do that? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> They do? Uh-huh. Well, no, I, I should explain. The Magic Castle is a great place, but there's this epidemic going on. This aforementioned international epidemic. Mm-hmm. And and so as a stopgap measure, they're having these weekly little Zoom things. And uh, 
and and sometimes they have. Who's operating the camera? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Depends on where. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Jeremy, what did you want to talk to us about? Because we have like two minutes left. <laughs> well, since, since he mentioned rabbit, I mean, Tigger, would you please stop bouncing? It's very annoying. I just thought I'd do a voice while I'm here. <laughs> I think Yay. that's really good. And then I'll say, and that's our show for today, boys and girls. I hope you liked it. <laughs> oh, that does remind You're me so of a lucky question. <laughs> Are they going to uh, bring you in to be Honker Muddlefoot for the, I hear, Darkwing Duck? They're going to make a new series. Uh, yes, and the answer is no. Aww. No, hey, just no. like everything else that Disney is doing brand new, they are not using me. Yeah, or, or any, or seemingly anybody else. I'm shocked right. to hear yeah. that this uh, Animaniacs is using, are they going to be using uh, the original film? Yeah, but you see, it's not, uh, no. It's not Disney's it's, option. It's, it's yeah, Warner, and it's Spielberg. That's very annoying. I mean, when Walt was alive, uh, you know, uh, if if uh, Pinto Colvig got really old and sounded different, well, that's the way Goofy sound sounded. You know, right? I, I mean, he was really uh, loyal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, from what I heard, and I suppose I suppose I could share this that that they're they've redesigned. Darkwing Duck. So the Muddlefoot yeah. family is going to look different this year. And so, uh, at, not being of that persuasion, I will not be doing... I will be doing Hawker's voices if I was really lucky. Maybe they'd ask me to do something else, like a cousin, but... Yeah. Uh, they're not going to. Katie, we just yes. found out the other day that they uh, can't... not canceled, but they, they stopped making new episodes Duck of... DuckTales. Duck, yeah. yeah DuckTales, which... We both used to be in, right? Or was I just in it? I think it was just you. Well, you know, okay. Will's been been. You've been Scrooge McDuck too, right? Yeah, sure. In and, the past, because um, they thought Alan sounded too nice, so so <laughs> uh, for a while. But I thought, <laughs> I thought he sounded like Alan. But right? Alan Young also worked for years with us on Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. So, until he passed away. Yeah. So yeah. we've had a. You know, we get to hear all the. The inside scoop of Batman. No, I wasn't in DuckTales, but I was in Darkwing Duck and Gummy Bears. Uh, yeah. And I think those are all the main. Disney bought everything that I was in. <laughs> Basically, every, you know, they bought the Muppet Babies, too. So might right, as well right. say that yeah. that was a Disney show now. I don't know. Yeah. I'm waiting for that original series to pop up on Disney Plus because I miss oh, watching it. Wouldn't that be nice? I, 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 I wish they would. Everybody write in. Tell them. Hey, Rope the Dog said that you want to hear the original Muppet Baby. Well, they're doing a yep. new one now because Disney's own Spider-Man, and um, and they're, they're you know they're doing all kinds of crazy things with them now. So they're doing they're combining that with like a Bobby Driscoll, Peter Pan character. He's called Sp- Spider Pan, and I just made that up. Are you kidding? <laughs> you are kidding. Yeah, sort of. Except for uh, I, I am known around here as the Spider Pan because as head I last know. boy, I'm the Pan. So <laughs> you're <laughs> right. totally on board. We're on the same page. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Me. yeah. I had to sneeze. <laughs> well, I hope so you were wearing your mask. To, to, yeah. To Neverland <laughs> and Beyond. That is so well, to cool. Disney and, and it Beyond. Like Disney and Beyond. <laughs> 
And I right. was thinking you should have Margaret on the show, but I saw that you had her on years ago. Oh, and oh, she Margaret evidently Carey, went to Marceline. She is so amazing. Margaret yeah. Carey, she's just... Uh, I, I read, I'm her, book. To go, I read I'm, her book from beginning to end. Yeah. You know, I actually haven't picked that up yet. I need to get that. It's a hefty book. Um, <laughs> you know, Katie, I think you know that I might be going to see her next week. In Florida? No, in Arizona. She No, she... Oh, she, that's right. You're she's in Arizona now for some reason. Yes. Maybe she's visiting there or something. But I'm not sure oh, I'm going to do right. it now because of the aforementioned pandemic. Oh, you mm. should just do it. Just stay in your car. Have a drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have my servant uh, drive when by. I drove my taxpayer-paid servant drive-by, and I'll wave out the window. <laughs> Remember when we drove to Phoenix together? That's right, Yes. That's we right, did. part of we, our big our book tour. When our first book came out, yeah. we read it. Um, we did a little reading at a bookstore in Peoria, Arizona. Right, and we had a great comedy act, too, at the time. We did. And Do you remember that? Remember I Was Funny? Yeah. You played music? <laughs> right. <laughs> and we have no idea what that comedy act was, which is... Well, I think it was Will and Katie or Katie <laughs> oh, and Will. And we, we, There's a joke from the book in there. Y'all have to get the book so you know what we're, we're, that's funny about that. Oh, yeah. The new edition has uh, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And I think you might even find a drawing that looks like Gyro Gearloose in there. But uh, speaking of Hal Smith, which we weren't, but we should have been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was it's... the first voice of Gyro. But um, I, I, really? I, I assume he was playing it on, on, on one of the shows because I, I seem to recall that he was. But... Uh, yeah, yeah. I How? should correspond with a fellow named Carl Barks, if anybody mm. knows who that is. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. So, yeah, it mean, really, Will knows. If there's any questions you don't know about Disney, Will probably will either know the answer or make up a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> up to a point. As, as, you know, as to what's going on nowadays over there, I don't think they even know what they're doing. You know, it's... <laughs> it's Right now, it's you know, I think they just yeah. laid, they finally are laying off uh, tons of executives now. Oh wow! Really? You know, it's reached that. I mean, it's yeah. it's so bizarre for like the one thing that's always you know stalwart is Disney, but it's tough with Disneyland and you know not being mm-hmm. open. I actually think I had a dream about it last night. Wow! Do you want to know something? I don't know if I told you this, Jeremy. I don't know if I told you this. Well, it's very very strange. When I was a little girl, um, my dad, I, I moved to Illinois for a few years, but my dad was still in California. But every year we'd go to Disneyland. I'd come visit him. And I used to have this dream. You know, Bewitched was on TV at that time. Uh-huh. And uh, I used to dream, like, regularly that I was, like, a witch. And I would turn myself you know, into a bird. Uh-huh. And I would fly to Disneyland from Chicago. Okay, now this is the weird part. I would fly to Disneyland until I was just on the other side of the wall. You know when, when you're driving and there's that wall with like sure. ivy that used to be? I think they call wall. it a berm, but yes. So there's well, and I would turn into a red rubber ball, and then I would bounce over the wall to get into <laughs> Disneyland and then become mean. And and. Afterwards, I think, why couldn't I just fly over the wall? <laughs> but I would always turn into this ball and then bounce over the wall and get into Disneyland. <laughs> wow. That's a, it's an interesting strategy. 
It's a six-year-old's dream, so I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Boy, yes, it is. And, and you know, uh, five minutes ago, I was given the signal that um, the Magic Castle... You better uh, turn into started. a rubber yep, ball. Get rolling. Yeah, I better get rolling. Yeah. Well, 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 Jeremy, this has been fun. And uh, you yeah. didn't even answer half of my questions. So, <laughs> Well, you're welcome to come back anytime. Great. Well, thank you. Because I want to find out what the definition of classic rock means to people nowadays. And... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm old enough that classic rock, what, what got me is I was working in a classic rock station, and when I found Stone Temple Pilots and Nirvana in there, I was like, am I that old? Oh, <laughs> weird, isn't it? Because that's not, that classic rock has shifted a couple, like yeah. 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. To me, it's still electric like orchestra and queen. Oh. Well, okay. to us, yes. it's something. Or E-O-O and Q, as we intimates call them. <laughs> Indeed. What 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 would be classic rock for you, Will? Well, I, I mean, um, I, that's the funny thing about the definition. You know, it's like jazz. Jazz used to mean a completely different thing to me than it did to my dad. You know, and uh, but it was all jazz. Classic rock. If you use the word classic, you would think it would be like the original stuff. But that would be, I think, probably people would call it classic rock and roll. But nowadays, mm. rock and roll, the early stuff. You know. That is early Elvis, early Jerry Lee Lewis, early, um, uh, you know, Chuck Berry, of course. Mm -hmm. Now there's Who played at my high school, by the way. Really? Wow. Wow. Chuck Berry. You know know the song Surfing USA? Yeah. The current sheet music has a a photo of Chuck Berry on the cover. Because, (laughs) (laughs) and now it just says words and music by Chuck Berry. Which, really? of course, is not true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why would it but say but that? Brian adopted the the melody of um, uh, Maybe, oh, of a Chuck Berry song for that, and huh. uh, Sweet Little what? Sixteen. Yeah. And so part of the deal was that uh, you know after a certain time the 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 money and the rights and the authorship would revert to Chuck Berry completely. So that's what happened. Wow, that that's so interesting. Yeah, but now I got to go. Jeremy, yes. great to talk to you. Katie. Great to talk to you. Bye. Thank you both nice for coming you. on the show. Hey, by the way, we <laughs> okay. just got another sale. So. Oh, Yay. okay. Yay. Yay. All right. It's in the ether. Adios. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.